0: Welcome to episode 11 of the Mo Video Games Podcast. This will be the 10th episode in our top 50 video game showdown. Uh, Today, my games, I will be talking about yet another classic, nostalgic game for me that I have not played for literally years and years and years and years and years, as well as a uh, much more modern AAA racing title inspired by Maxwell that really kind of changed the game for me. Maxwell, on the other hand, will be talking about two games that we've already discussed before on this podcast. I will not <laughs> spoil the surprise on which two they are. We are still kind of trying to um, hishi- hashy out how we want to handle these repeat video game instances. So if you guys have any ideas, hear anything you like that we do, hear anything you don't like, let us know. But again, yeah, if you have any ideas, please let us know. Our main primary social right now is Instagram, at games contact us there you can dm us you can tag us in a post you can tag us in a story you can comment on our post and again we try to post a new episode of the podcast every week so thank you and enjoy this week's episode is going to be super short we're going through this in blistering fashion because there is lcs playoffs going and we cannot miss a second of it that's true
1: and good news We've already talked about half of the games we're talking about
0: today. Plus, one more. Forza Horizon 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Good thing I am editing this. I was going to say it. Damn, I, I could say so many
1: things, but you'll just edit them out. So.
0: You can say it. Yeah, can. I, can, I can, but I can the world it won't hear I will keep it in. I will keep it in. I will yeah. keep this part in, and I will keep
1: Far Cry 4 is better than Far Cry 3. That's, that's all I have to say.
0: Okay, well, if Solomon actually listens to this podcast, then we all know that Far Cry 2 at least is worse than Far Cry 3 and 4. Yeah, we can all
1: universally agree (laughs) that a game that gives you malaria is just the greatest game of all time. That's true. And Far Cry 4 is double Far Cry 2.
0: Pathetically. Double (laughs) the fun. Half the fun, but yes. That's okay, we all misspeak. At least it's not a quarter like on Park Ride 3. That made no sense, but sure. Uh, so, I'm going to get my coffee. And you're, I'm going to keep this part in so that you know I'm getting coffee. That was fast. Woo! Freshly brewed, baby! Okay, so today uh, I am talking about Forza Horizon 4 and Harvest Moon 64. I don't know why, but games with 4s are just superior in quality, I suppose, so... It's just, it's, there we go. That's the truth of the world. Uh, for for I, I guess I'll talk about... I'll talk about Harvest Moon 64 first. It was uh, developed by Victor Interactive Software, who were active between 96 2003. Uh... Maxwell is roaming around my apartment trying to find an ice cube to put his sweaty old fat <laughs> ugly laptop on. I know so If, I cool if you
1: follow Maxwell Lewis gaming on Instagram, you'll know that I subtle plug have a LTTstore.com. store.com. Um, <laughs> yeah I yeah my, my laptop is old. that's all you need to know and it's loud so I'm putting it somewhere else to cool the heck off. So apologies for the interruption
0: i mean i made the interruption so <laughs> that's true it's not my fault <laughs> i literally made it though there's no reason i had to mention that uh so yeah victor interactive Software acted between 96 and 2003 i was looking at the games that they made in their japanese-based studio so i recognized absolutely fucking none um <laughs> shockingly and even the harvest moon has like uh, like the Japanese name to it too. So like, I didn't even when I was scrolling. I'm like, wait, like it was released in '99, uh, 2000-esque you know. And I'm like, why isn't it listed on there? I had to control F just to find it. So <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, that's probably me just being stupid. But uh, either way, it released in North America, December twenty second, twenty second, nineteen ninety nine. It was released a little bit earlier in Japan. But if I'm being honest, we are NA gamers, so we talk about NA games. Um. It is a farming simulator, uh, which is kind of, I think, does it maybe a little injustice. If you thought of a farming simulator now, I would think of, like, tractor... What is that? There is... Or no, is it just Farming 2020? Yeah. Farming simulator. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That that one looks like maybe a little higher fidelity than Harvest Moon was, but I guess it is 20 years newer, so... But yeah, so you you inherit a farm from your grandfather and so you are supposed to repair and maintain it. So the, you're not really like when you, when when I was playing it, my recollection is not really much on the repair. You essentially just get a farm. It is small and you don't have any like livestock. You might start out with like a single cow or something like that, but essentially you just don't, you don't have a lot. And then it is a, it is, it's a classic collectathon, right? Like you would just have, you know, you have space, you want to plant crops, you want to buy cows, you want to buy chickens, you can milk the cows, you can brush the cows, uh, and you just accrue wealth over the course of the game. There's other stuff that you can do, like racing horses and uh, getting a wife. There's three women in the village who are, are like compatible, and you have to go through like a certain sequence of events because it's such gamey logic in the <laughs> early 2000s. But yeah, It so reminds me of
1: Skyrim a little bit with getting... Like, there's, a, there's some wives you can get in Skyrim, and, like, you need, like, a sequence. Yeah, yeah. Similar.
0: Yeah. I, well, I didn't do the wives in Skyrim. I actually didn't even know that's a thing that you can do. But, yeah, it's oh. it's definitely, like, there's... It's essentially, there's, like, an easy, medium, hard wife. And so, like, one oh. of them is, like, super easy to get to fall in love with you. She, she's, like, another... Well, actually, I think the easiest one to get and fall in love with you is, like, Betty or Betsy or something like that. And she works at the bar... And she's blonde hair, blue eyes, and you just, like, go to the bar a bunch and talk to her. And pretty easy sequence. And then there's a farmer girl who's a lot shyer. So I think she's, like, more like the medium difficulty that takes a little more work just to get a conversation going with her. Uh, (laughs) Getting digital (laughs) text reading on your screen. I love you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I believe the, the hardest one is, I believe her name was Naomi, but she's, like, a traveler who... Like, if you're going to get married, you essentially have to convince her, like, why she would want to stay or something like that um, mm. in the small town. So, it's it's really not that big a point of a game, but I'll just let that be the longest thing I say about the game consecutively. Uh, definitely, definitely interesting. That was the first time in a game that, like, it kind of felt like you were, like creating your own reality, right? Like you were actually... like I was actually interested in like talking to people and the society and interacting with them. Uh, so it, it was it was kind of like I guess the first like you are your character esque game mm-hmm. that I I mm-hmm. kind of remember playing. But the the farming's really enjoyable. I mean you like, normally just... It, you get in a routine, for sure. Non-surprisingly, that part of the farm simulator is probably pretty accurate. You know, like, you, like, wake up, and then you go tend to the animals, and then in the afternoon, you'll, like, either grow out your, your uh, like, crops and stuff that you're going, or, you know, maybe go try to find somewhere to buy another cow. Because that's all you buy in the game is cows, baby. Um,
1: that's so you can get the leather to create the
0: supercharged enchanting table. That is, that is actually fact. Uh, so... Yeah, you start, you start with a hammer, axe, sickle, hoe, and watering can, and then later you can get, like, uh, like I said, you can get a milker for the cows. I think you can get, like, an auto milker, so the, with the cows can just, like, walk in, and it will get milk and redirect it to your storage. You have, like, a little storage where uh, you store your milk. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, uh, and then you also, like, get a brush. So you have to feed the cows. They'll get sick after a while, so you have to go get medicine to make sure that they don't die. And then you also, I believe, have to pet them, like, a certain amount. Like, you have to comfort the animals enough to, like, make them love you or at least be, like, you deserve my milk. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, 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 it's definitely – it is a fun game that it's very easy to – because it is kind of collect the honey. It's just very easy to sit down and put a lot of hours into, like, you know, you sit down and play for, like, six hours and just be like, ah, man, I really want this, like, upgrade to my house or I want – to get a larger barn for my livestock yada yada yada. So it, it's yeah, it it's rewarding. The the tempo of it's pretty good towards the end. I think it slows down a little too much from from when I remember playing it where it was like too long for me to get an upgrade and it's like okay, like I need a little bit more dopamine being fired uh for me to to stay with it. But overall, I definitely it was definitely a game I spent a lot of time on. It's most of the critics reviews that I saw were kind of similar where it's like Uh, there were like some like visual issues with the game as well as the soundtrack was incredibly repetitive, but they were like, but I kept sitting down and playing it for like four hours in a row and I couldn't stop playing it while I was. So that was, that was kind of the, like, I think, I think that's a good way to describe the game. Like it is, it is definitely, it's very unique. Yeah. I don't think I've played another game that's like it. Uh, this, I played this and Animal Crossing. Yeah. At the same time, convenient, uh, for no reason that you would know, uh, (laughs) Me being the you, yes, not the audience. You, not you being the you, but me, but him, but yeah. But it was him about you. So yeah, I I played I played both the, those collectathons kind of around the same time, and it was it, there were there were good balance between each other. But yeah, overall enjoyable game i think on metacritic it got like a 78 out of 100 which i do not remember it being that bad i mean i know that's not a bad score but it's not legendary i mean i normally review legendary games because i have a (laughs) legendary taste but but it's definitely lower than i was expecting nintendo power rankings like put it the 278th best nintendo game of all time out of the 279
1: I didn't know where you're going with that number. I was like, do they just have like a five hundred point? No, that's right. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I
0: don't know how they generated it, but it was, yeah. it's it's fun fact. I'm just putting it in there because it's fun. So yeah, lot, lots of good memories played it. Uh, the I believe my sister also played this game a lot. My brother for sure did. So it's it was just another game that's like it, it's it's fun to share experiences, talk about game strategies. How are you getting your farm? How are you getting your wife? Uh, <laughs>
1: Are you choosing the easy, medium, or hard route?
0: So yeah, it's it, it's definitely it's a fun game. I honestly kind of wanted to go back and play it, but it is just a, it's gonna feel like a waste. If I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm gonna play Sunshine. Let's be honest; it's the only game I ever want to play. So, not Super Mario sixty four, the second greatest game of all time. Also, can we take a
1: minute to talk about the fact that Nintendo seemingly keeps teasing? Either a new Sunshine or remaster, and yet we still have heard nothing concrete.
0: I have heard nothing other than that one initial release, and I've been holding on to that that that, that moment, I've been holding on to that with dear life. But I have no. Uh, I, have they released other news?
1: Nintendo on their Instagram, and probably Twitter as well, posted a picture of Mario in a swimsuit on the beach, in the sunshine, and this happened like just this last week, and the internet. It's lost its mind
0: again. Understandably. Yeah. Their teas are really hard, and I thought they said that they're going to do it by end of 2020, so they're running out of time. Let me put it that way. They're As we all are. <laughs> they're running out of time to take my money. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, that's actually pretty hype. I mean, I definitely really want them to do it. They. The fans deserve it. That's all I got to say. I also wouldn't mind going in, like, yeah, if I could have, like, Galaxy and sunshine and 64 all on the switch I, I mean that'd be nice i don't i don't like mario too much but like there's a couple good games in the library that i think would be enjoyable to have so
1: yeah i think i think that would i i think for you I, you'd be much more comfortable with your switch purchase to having remasters of those good classics on there
0: yeah because right now my switch in case you didn't know it is a it is a sitting pile of money that is not used <laughs> i played I played odyssey and what well, i'm like I'm actually pretty far through Luigi's Mansion. I probably should have just ran through that all the way. Luigi's Mansion it was good, but it, I like the OG a lot more. Uh, they did they did some fun stuff, but it is it is kind of a little repetitive. I I feel like if I went back to OG Luigi's Mansion, I'd probably feel the same way, but you know, I I don't, I don't remember that, so it's obviously better. <laughs> But yeah, the the the, the this one, it, yeah, it's good. I'm definitely happy that I have like played a good chunk of it. But yeah, it is it is a little the the yeah, the pacing of it's just a little weird. It's not as exciting. They do do fun stuff. They've done they did a, a good job with the creativity and like adding new things and implementing, but I guess there's only so much things that you can do with the brother of a plumber who has a vacuum strapped to his back. <laughs> there's only so many potentials. <laughs> um so, yeah, I don't know I've, how we got all the way on that road. Really. Uh, Harvest Moon, you're right? talking about yeah.
1: going back and playing Sunshine. But, yeah, yeah. Harvest Moon, baby.
0: Yeah. I will say, yeah, I think that the new Luigi's Mansion, they did not do as well. They normally do a phenomenal job. Like, the Mario game, right, they just introduce a new mechanic every single time, and that's what the entire game is centered by, right? Because you're not going to change. What, what what the hell can you change about Mario, right? Make him not Italian? I, I don't know. Like, that's not, that's not going to give you a game. Yeah. Um, He's, oh hey there it's uh, me mario <laughs> <laughs> oh don't you know so yeah like you start with super mario 64 but you just give him his base default kit it's introducing right and then super mario sunshine you're like okay we'll do a water spring backpack on him um and then odyssey you have the hat right that you can throw galaxy they're just like what if we just forgot physics entirely <laughs> <laughs> mario's done a really good job Sorry, I don't I'm still I'm still critiquing Luigi's Mansion. That's why that's why I brought that up is because Mar- yeah, in the Mario games they've done such a good job with progression and making each game feel really unique and really substantial from each other with this one. This one's yeah, a little little less inspired. So that's Harvest Moon, not Luigi's Mansion. And and uh yeah, that's 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 actually that's it for the episode. Thank you so much for listening. On today's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast uh, we'll be talking about Forza Horizon 4, which I will not even begin to describe because I have the master of Forza Horizon 4 on the couch here for a special, special celebrity guest coming in hot to tell us what the game's really about. Hello, and thank you for having me. Oh! You to? you want to talk about it?
1: So, yeah, I guess I guess I could, I could talk a little bit about it. Well, we we won't spend a lot of time on this because... Forza Horizon 4 is in my next tier of games we'll be talking about in the Top 50 Showdown. And I want to go, I'll, I'll be going much more in depth when I talk about it there. But but essentially what you need to know is um, Forza started as like a motorsports sim racing game. Um, and after about the fourth or fifth in that series of motorsports sim, they introduced Forza Horizon Which essentially took the same basic driving physics but made it a little bit more accessible to people who don't want a full sim experience and added an open world element where you're driving around and you go to this horizon festival essentially music festival and you're kind of working your way up as a driver to to gain status and doing different races some of them sanctioned some of them not Um, and so forza horizon 4 is the fourth in the horizon series so there's a forza motorsport series and then Horizon. Um, and this one in particular takes place in Great Britain, which is where the developers' um, playground games are based. Um, so they kind of brought it home and they know it very well. Um, introduce things such as seasons. So each week um, is a different season. Um, and it changes um, regardless of if you play the game or not. So it's kind of a live um, going game. But yeah, it's it's cars. There's like over 700 cars in the game there's lots of customizations tons of brands um d- there's different game modes there's there's typical races there's like a playground games. so you're playing like king of the hill which is essentially one person has the crown and you have to run into their car to get it there's infected um other other fun things like that but just an incredibly good game and i think the, the most important thing is our relationship with that game and so I, my first in the Horizon series was Forza Horizon 3, um, and with the release of Forza Horizon 4 um, in October of 2018, um, I told Oliver, I was like, we we got to both get this and play this online. We, we were living apart at this point. I, I had moved out to, you don't know, because you don't know where I live. <laughs> it's Virginia. Um, <laughs> Um, and, and he was still back in Iowa. And so it was, I was like, it'd be a great game for us to both play, um, online, keep connected. Um, and so he got it as well. And it, it kind of allowed us, you can play through the, the quote unquote entire campaign together, but every race you can do co-op, you can compete together. Um, just drive around, but yeah, it seemed like you were right enough to say something.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely the fact that it kept us together. Spiritually, emotionally, non physically. Great, great social distancing game. Um, it was definitely a big part. But uh, for for a normie, non racer, like Maxwell's definitely a racing game guy. I mean, he he wakes up screaming, RACING every morning. Boom! <laughs> <vroom. laughs> zoom, zoom. Um, Red Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Uh, yeah, for, as a racing normie, th- this is uh, hands down without a shooto of a doot. The, the best racing game I've ever played in my life. Literally z- zero competition. The only one that I would even consider putting up there is Cars 2, so I can shit on that game, or The Crew 2, there we go, so I can <laughs> shit on that game and tell you how much it sucks. Uh, the physics are feel so natural and so predictable on what, like, when you do something or you go off a turn or you're going to run into something, it just does exactly what you want it to do. It does exactly what you're going to expect it to do. Like, it, it is such a satisfying racing or like driving experience to you know go around in all the cars and yeah it just it's the handling of it feels super fucking natural and super i mean not literally realistic right but like within the bounds of a of a sim like or non sim whatever you call it what do you call it when it's not a sim okay fan, a fantasy yeah arcade <laughs> ar- arcade racing game yeah. right wait for for what you'd expect of that it yeah it feels phenomenal the crew too as I've shat on like a trillion times before. Maybe not on the podcast, so I'll do it right now just in case. But the the when I played it, it was just the driving felt absolutely horrible. And, you know, I would like run into something and then I would like cartoon-like bump back 60 feet. No, like if I run, run a car into a brick wall, it's not bouncing back. The car's just done. It's exploded. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that, that was the big thing about... The world, I mean, the game looks really good. There's tons of cars to drive. There's just like, It's like classic, just like the game delivers really well in a lot of things. And then on top of that, it's just, yeah, it just, it's polished throughout. Really, really satisfying. Like, yeah, it is, it is a great game. That's all I have to say. Does it do anything spectacular for a racing normie? Honestly, no. But the thing is, is it does, I guess, everything spectacular or however you want to say it, right? Like everything that they do do is really, really well done. So it definitely makes it uh, to me. Uh, the greatest of all time for racing games that I've played (laughs) yeah sorry F-Zero GX
1: (laughs) it'll it'll have it's like wait we might did we eliminate F-Zero Jeff
0: Jeff X (laughs) I don't know my boy Jeff my my boy Jeff Swift (laughs) I don't know if we deleted that I mean F-Zero GX is good I think that F-Zero GX as we discussed it is definitely like less of a normie game though for sure Like it is, there's a lot more time that you're going to have to put to get through a learning curve where, I mean, Forza, I just picked up and I was like, I'm not saying I'm good at the game, but like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not horse shit. (laughs) You know, like I felt, I felt like I could compete at least pretty well, even, even with Rendosios. So the, the good news is, is that the
1: Crew 2 has been surpassed, um, as far as terrible driving physics go. Um, and so there's a, there's a new game out or it's coming out very soon called fast and furious crossroads and i have not yet had the great displeasure to play it um but i'm <laughs> the the early reviews i i forgot this game was even coming out um it it is just it looks so bad um the story sounds honestly pretty milk toast as i now like to say and the driving physics, just watching it, are just awful. It is hard to describe how badly they messed up probably the most important mechanic in the game. Like, the crew, too, at least, like... You, you may not agree with what they did, but, like, you can understand. But Fast and Furious Crossroads watching it... You can understand. It, it like,
0: still feels horrible. But the fact that you're saying that about that game only makes my brain explode even more. Like, the, the crew, too, to me... That, that was li- it, was literally not fun to drive. And in a driving game, when it is not fun to drive, that means the game is shit. You failed the one thing you have to do.
1: This, this, this is somehow whatever would be worse than that is what the fastest, yeah. Few that's that, that's,
0: that's why, that's why like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about this. Like, I'm trying yeah. to draw the picture in my head, and I'm like very quickly erasing as I'm drawing. Like, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> don't let that get there. <laughs> 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 so, but yeah, yeah, no, really, no point in dumping on the other two games point is the sports horizon Four to me is it's it is a beast of a of a a real car game like not like a like a mario kart or something like that that's like fantasy driving simulator right or like whatever you want to call it like of real car games this is hands down the best driving experience i've ever had honestly it's definitely it, it, it pairs well i feel like with uh or like competes well even with mario kart and stuff like those are great games but yeah this one Definitely sh- shines bright, but we will we, we can talk about it more and more in detail. There's also a review that Maxwell wrote of this game, I believe it in a ten out of ten online, unless we built the WordPress. That was
1: actually Forza Horizon three. Ooh, okay, I thought it was poor. I fucked up. <laughs> but but I mean Reborn. effectively, yeah, if you are are yeah, our WordPress I'm pretty sure is still
0: live. Um, Who's hosting that? WordPress. They just do it for free? Yeah. I thought they only hosted it for free for like a year. We wrote that like three years ago. Oh, I thought I just saw it. but <laughs> That's that's your homepage. Every time you open
1: up Chrome, you <laughs> yeah. just go... Maybe it's not, but I don't know. Check it out. T- tell us if we have a WordPress. If you can um, find it. <laughs> yeah. It should be more video games. But yeah, I, I did write a blog review of Forza Horizon 3 back in the day. Um,
0: yeah, for our early
1: venture into
0: video game reviewing.
1: But, yeah, I will yeah, I'll definitely be going into into more detail and and backstory on my thoughts of horizon four later in my competition part of the
0: we we'll, we'll discuss it but yeah for for me, like I said, yeah, just phenomenal. normy for a normy phenomenal racing game did everything right, uh act really enjoyable to play, which that to me is like it's why I won't. Ever like like a racing game will never make it to number one because it's a it's missing the story element which to me is generally For going to a make Horizon something. Horizon
1: Four has a story, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, can we get rid of? I don't. I, when I'm playing a racing game, I don't want a story. Like what? Like the, it it's like it, it's weak.
1: It was yeah, it was mostly a joke.
0: I mean, but, but that's why that's what like yeah, it just it's a racing game. Don't put a story in. Make great driving. Make driving fun. That's why I play the game. It is like. And it's it's a great game. Like we'll 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 play it on like weekends when we're hanging out. You know, it's a great just like pass the controller and just mess around. It's, it's like the same as GTA Five. Like it's just that type of like it is, or or like Doom. It is just a game that is fun for the sake of being fun, and that's what's awesome about it.
1: And they recently, within the past few months, um, quote unquote recently, um, made a battle royale um, for the game, which is also what we've been doing. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> which is actually really fun. Yeah, surprisingly.
0: Yeah, so that's... Yeah. (laughs) And So what's the verdict? If you uh, can't tell... Even though, actually, I really said nothing about Forza Horizon 4, but it is the winner. The fewer the words, the more effective the statement is. (laughs) Uh, No, but yeah, Forza Horizon 4. That that game was... uh, as Maxwell being is big into the racing genre, I definitely wanted to play a racing game and get one that I could enjoy and be like, hey, Maxwell, I play this racing game, so now we can talk about it. Because he just wouldn't stop talking. Like I said, waking up in the middle of the night screaming about racing games nonstop. <laughs> 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 uh So yeah, it, it was definitely... It was something that like I, I wanted to get a good taste of and didn't know that this series existed, and now I'm like happy that I played because it is... It just it it phenomenal series. Five sure. So Yeah, Rip and Peace, Harvest Moon, good memories, but you gone. She gone. All right. So
1: I'm really happy that you said Forza Horizon Four wins. That's all I'm saying.
0: I mean, I'm su- if you were even worried, I'm surprised. Like, like Harvest Moon is...
1: I didn't know what you thought about Harvest Moon, so...
0: Oh, yeah. No, it it's a, it, it is a great game. I'm glad that I put it on there, because I think it is... It is a very... I still think of it as a unique game. That was also... It was really fun to play. The art style of it was really cool. Like, it's just kind of a little, like, uh, it is a enchanting, cute, artsy-fartsy. I don't, I don't know what the right, right word is for Artsy-fartsy, for, yeah, artsy for it's, sure. Yeah, artsy-fartsy. Like, it's definitely... It was a small map, like, you figured out things pretty quickly, and it definitely, um, you know, it's an older game, right? There's just, there's constraints on the platform, but I I thought they did a really good job of, like, making something that actually felt unique. It's always, since I just only complain about novelty of things, apparently, um... (laughs) like I, yeah it's just that that was that was when i thought that all games felt that new so like now looking back on it i have a much larger appreciation for like when i played starfox 64 for the first time which i still haven't had a good you know space fighting simulator or something like that like that just doesn't you don't get those very often or harvest moon where it's a farming simulator italian plumbers running around going absolutely crazy for no reason like it just yeah that was when games but still felt good it was around like Assassin's Creed time, where then post Assassin's Creed and the the rise of the Ubisoft tower climbing simulator is when my my loathing and hatred for repetition began um, to really show itself. So, but yeah, so that's yeah, definitely to me, I th- I think deserves some love more than the eighty two Assassin's Creed games that have come out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. My two games
1: are two games that we have previously spoken about on the podcast. So I will try to keep it relatively short. I'll just throw out some quick details and thoughts um, to kind of refresh everyone's memories and kind of bump up on a few things we may have missed um, the first time around. So the two games are Until Dawn and Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Um, so I'll talk about Until Dawn first. So Until Dawn, um, developed by Supermassive Games, um, exclusively for the PS4, um, released back in August of 2015. So it's classified as an interactive drama slash survival horror game, which I think is actually pretty accurate. Um, it also throw on their butterfly effect and you get the perfect trifecta um, of the greatest game of all time but but so as you've heard us speak about previously with until don um essentially you follow it's this third person like very cinematic game where you're controlling characters but mostly you are kind of walking through linear set paths and have a lot of decision points to make Um, and based on those decisions that's what creates the Um, butterfly effect yeah um it it starts off you're you're you see a bunch of friends hanging out at a lodge and they pull a prank on hannah um one of two sisters hannah and beth and so hannah gets upset and sprints outside and her sister beth goes and runs after her and it's kind of in the middle of the snowstorm um and they start getting chased by this mysterious figure and they end up falling off of a cliff and dying um and as uh so it's all it's all very sad but they, they just go missing to everyone else they're declared missing the brother josh invites that friend group back one year following their death um as kind of get together remember them um celebrate
0: and at the place that they died that'd be terrible yeah
1: no it's very very odd um but i guess just kind of like a like a, a celebration of life and so cel- like a, a mourning and appreciation kind of like getting together and helping is at least how you could maybe frame it yeah except um,
0: they're all like giga chads, is what i remember right like, <laughs> yeah. like no one's gonna be that like emotional yeah they, like they're, they're all definitely like i mean th- you you want it to be a like reckless bro s character in a game like this because it's going to make like some of like the more aggressive like when they like go out and do something dumb right it's just it's gonna set up more entertaining situations so it's not surprising they put the characters that way but yeah dude a, a, a remembrance of life like nah, these guys are gigachads though they're they're coming out there they got they got bruise on the back you know and they're 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 smashing <laughs> and that that's
1: actually a, a good point to bring up the giga chads um because
0: chad the main character <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the developers um so they, they were trying to create the video game equivalent of a slasher horror movie which is already you take like a bunch of the archetypes of different characters um and you throw them in they're all very diverse but they're very stereotypical um and that that's kind of exactly what they were going for they took um, inspiration from a few movies um, like Evil Dead and Poltergeist, and then some other games such as Heavy Rain, um, Sean, sure. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil, and Silent Hill. Um, so they they're trying okay, to incorporate. That's a,
0: that's a good. That's a good little. That's a good little spread right there. Yeah. If that was um, served for breakfast. I'd eat it? Do
1: Do I see those inspirations in the game? Absolutely Is, not. Yeah, but much less clear. Um, I I I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Um, it's just interesting that those were specific inspirations mentioned um, because i'm not they, they don't come to mind initially but i i think until dawn kind of does its own thing which is i think great so that's not necessarily a detraction
0: it felt okay. good my, my novelty sensor was was pleased playing this one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: that's funny but yeah true it's yeah,
0: yeah it, it, it was it was a refreshing change of pace out of the, most of the games that were, were getting released
1: um, the, the developer Supermassive started working on the game back in 2010, um, and they were originally going to release it as a PS3 title um, that used the PlayStation Move, kind of like the Wiimote um, controller. And so there were going to be different things. like, In order to move in the game, you were going to have to actually move the controller, or the, the wand, the, mm. the move stick, um, and then also use that as like to point the flashlight um, in the oh, game. that's kind of cool. And the game was going to be first person.
0: That's also kind of cool.
1: So like, it's interesting that they kind of dumped all of that all together. And the reason that they did is when they were um, in development and they were using their developer camera controls to kind of go out and look at the environment as they were playing through um, to make sure things looked correctly, when they saw it from third person, they were like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Like, I think there's some good potential here. And they started shifting. Then eventually it moved over to a PS4 title and so a lot of the the playstation move was no longer a thing mm. and so they they paired a lot of that back and then also made it a lot darker they were going to make it um targeted at a much younger audience um but with the move to everything they decided to make it a much more mature game um and darker which was all kind of interesting they, they did maintain a little bit of motion um like with the the six axis motion controls on the playstation dual shot controllers um and so one one particular mechanic in the game, um, you have to main stay still in order to remain undetected, and that means the controller cannot move, um, and th- that creates a very intense. Um, it's honestly probably one of my favorite mechanics from the game, um, because it, it is it, it's always very intense. Like there's some monster or figure that's like right next to you, um, that's about to see you if you move at all, and it's it's very sensitive, and so you're like you're nervous and you're maybe shaken, but. Yeah,
0: not gonna lie, I set down the controller on those ones.
1: Oh yeah, you can totally cheat. Yeah, it's so like, easy which to game. That. I did in my subsequent playthroughs trying to platinum, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's terrifying. But yeah, cheatable for sure. For, for sure, cheatable. Um, yeah, let's, let's see what else in here. That, that's that's I guess generally the the gist of it um, that we didn't cover previously. Um, on, on Metacritic a uh, scored a 79 out of a hundred. So I'm mm. um, generally pretty good. I mean, critically overall it was pretty well received and a lot of people like the novelty um, and the butterfly effect where all the characters can survive, all the characters can die and there can be a mix of it. And sometimes you think a character is going to die and they don't. And sometimes a decision you made earlier causes a different character. You weren't expecting to die to die. Um, With probably the biggest criticism being that the you don't really the decisions you make kind of in the first part, maybe the first act to the first half of the game, don't really have a lot of impact on the end of the game. But once you start getting to that second act and the second half of the game, yeah, um, ramps up very quickly. Yeah, 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 it's very, very wild. Um,
0: I think they do do a good job of balancing though. Like when you make an action. It, it, it's a good balance between, like, oh, I think that this is going to happen, and then you get surprised, or it follows through. Like, I think they, they do a good job of, like, presenting information, so if you're really keen on the details, and you can, like, have a decent prediction for most of the stuff, but, like, it also still has that surprise effect where, like, something just doesn't go as planned, which, to me, it's like, I, I don't want it to be 100% either way, because if it's totally random, right, then it feels like the decision's, like, you know, throw, throw the card to the wind or whatever. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. But if it's too predictable, then it just like uh, like I it needs to feel like challenging and actually like a, I guess realistic is probably the biggest thing too. Yeah, that would just suffer from the if it's straight choose your own destiny. So, um, yeah, but
1: that that's uh, until dawn again. Um, moving on to keep talking and nobody explodes. Um, this game is awesome, as we've talked about <laughs> previously. Developed by Steel Cray Games. Um, released back originally for the Samsung Gear VR in July of 2015. Later to be released on Windows in October of 2015. So kind of coming out at the same time as Until Dawn. Um, and direct it, competitors. Direct. Next to
0: Bang Bang. I, I had both on on two two monitors that were right next right next to each other, and I was constantly struggling. Which one am I gonna play? I don't know. They're so similar. They're so similar.
1: Um, but, but, it is eventually released on, on all platforms. Um, even the microwave, even the microwave, as, as we all love to say. Um, it, so it was originally, so after just last week talking about Nordic game jam, um, with Stickbold and how those developers created this, this was a global game jam Ooh. game, um, global game jam being inspired by Nordic game jam and actually is, is truly global. Um, so for example, the January twenty nineteen Global Game Jam had over a hundred countries participate, and over nine thousand games were created or proposed. Oh man! Yeah, which is just absolutely bonkers. Um, and as we spoke about before, the, the developers realized that in their original game, which was like kind of a roller coaster VR game, that people waiting in line to try the game out didn't get to participate in the fun that the person wearing the VR headset was. And so they wanted a way for the people not wearing the VR to also be able to interact. Um, And that's where Keep Talking, No One Explodes, the bomb defusal game came about. So one person theoretically would be wearing a VR headset so no one else can see what that person can see. And that person with the headset is looking at the bomb. Everyone else has the bomb defusal manual, um, which as we spoke about is incredibly complex and long. And they are giving instructions to the bomb diffuser on how to diffuse the bomb while the bomb diffuser is telling everyone else what they're seeing um, to help them diffuse the bomb. And it just creates absolutely wacky scenarios <laughs> like Cho-Cho trying to get inside the microphone box through potentially the smallest hole.
0: Her paw fits, though.
1: Her paw does fit. You and just if, see and if it fits, she sits. <laughs> That's,
0: that is geosetting.
1: Um, but yeah, so, um, as we spoke about before that there's needy modules, um, on the bomb. So th- things that while you're diffusing it, you constantly have to pay attention to. If you don't, <laughs> oh, maybe the, the needy modules will cause the bomb to explode. Um, there you, you're disarming other modules. Um, there's only a certain number of mistakes, sometimes no mistakes allowed on certain bombs. The lights might go out in the room. Um, alarm clocks go off to distract you, and there's just lots of obstacles and, it's just a fun party game where you can, you can also kind of randomly generate the bomb rather than go through like the preset ones that they have for you. And yeah, just, just a lot of fun. Generally, on Metacritic 71, surprisingly, Ooh. up to 88. Ooh! Um, which just kind of shows you the difference in platform, both from like a VR perspective to just kind of playing it on a TV um, and how widely that can vary how people view the game. Um, and its platform, but but overall just a lot of fun as we spoke about before. The, as far as choosing a winner, I, I've i said before I do it live um, on the podcast, and I, right now, I don't know. <laughs> it's... Uh... So, so my, my thinking is, keep talking, no one explodes, super fun party game, wild, you get everyone involved and it's just you feel there's a the high skill ceiling as you learn the different modules and how to diffuse and so it's a lot of fun as you're getting better and you're progressing and you're figuring out different tricks and tips to, to kind of make it faster um, but Until Dawn was kind of the first game I had played like it um, and I platinumed did. I, I saw all the content in it I could and just absolutely it, it made me want to come back and get that full completionist and I think a game that makes me go back and get the platinum, it's its hard to reject that. And so for that reason alone, Until Dawn is my winner.
0: Yeah, that is a close one. I was trying to think about what I would do. Keep Talking definitely is like that was surprisingly that just out of left field and the the uniqueness, you know, mm-hmm. just thought I would have been expected at all, but. Hard to also beat a AAA title, you know, that had, you know, a trillion people developing it and a much larger budget than a bomb defusal. A super
1: massive developer, if you will. Yeah, super (laughs) massive.
0: Who was the developer? Super massive. Really? It was supposed to be a joke, yeah. Well, I I figured that was a joke. I just wasn't (laughs) sure if it was, you know, like just super, just massive. I'm cutting that don't worry. This one I'm cutting out. So yeah, yeah that's 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 our episode. This one's obviously gonna be much shorter. Some of these will be shorter. I think if they if we run into ones that are a little bit better to compare, keep talking and until dawn are probably not the best two to compare in a head-to-head matchup. So maybe not. Maybe. Maybe this is our best opportunity, <laughs> and this is only showing us that the quality of this podcast is going down. But yeah, shorter episode. We'll definitely get more into Forza Horizon Four at a later date. Uh, but and next
1: week we may have an actual special guest
0: (laughs) whoa so hey guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast again this was episode 10 of the Top 50 Showdown where we randomly compare games if you haven't figured out the format's a little weird not a big deal that's okay we ain't mad about it we ain't mad we hope you ain't mad about it either um If you have questions, comments, concerns, want to let us know how we're doing, want to let us know what we're not doing and what you think we should do or what we're doing too much of or what we're not doing enough of, this is Talking in Circles. Just let us know. Our socials on Instagram at Mo Video Games. That is the best place to reach us for sure. Also, we've been talking about maybe moving to Spoodify or another major platform for podcasts or something like that. So, if that's something that interests you, also let us know. I think it's a little inconvenient right now on Podbean, but but we don't know what you guys think, and you guys are what really matters to us. Our hearts shine when we hear your voices. So again, thank you so much, and uh, as they say, juicy.